Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. Tonight's is another all-birthday edition of the show, and we'll be celebrating the natal anniversaries of Gladys Dubois, Bob Efros, Lou Reynolds, and Charles L. Johnson. On the September 29th show, I played Phil Spitalny's version of You Call It Madness, co-written by Gladys Dubois. Well, guess what? She's getting her own birthday segment. Stage and screen actress and lyricist Gladys Louise Dubois was born on December 1, 1907 in St. Louis, Missouri, to William Edward Dubois and his wife, the former Alta Stannard. Gladys Dubois is best known for writing the lyrics to You Call It Madness, But I Call It Love, with Con Conrad and Paul Gregory. Gladys was first married to Daniel Grant Tomlinson on July 14, 1927 in Hollywood. They were later divorced and she married stage and screen actor Robert William Armstrong on January 10, 1936 in Yuma, Arizona. Armstrong is best remembered for his role as Carl Denham in the 1933 version of King Kong, and it is he who utters the famous line at the end of the film, It wasn't the airplanes, t'was beauty that killed the beast. Unfortunately, that marriage also ended in divorce about four years later. Gladys Dubois appeared in a couple of films, both in 1929, Battle of Paris as Suzanne, and The Dance of Life as Miss Sherman. She died in Los Angeles, California on February 20, 1971, and is buried at Glen Haven Memorial Park, not far from here in Silmar, California. Here are four from Gladys Dubois. I get restless in my lonely room Now my face gets hot and I start to sway I leave that spot for a cabaret Where the blues will chase away the gloom Come on, let me cling to you just like a vine Make that low-down music trickle down your spine Baby, I can thrill you with this love of mine I'm no angel Let me feel your fingers running through my hair I can give you kisses till you walk on air Love me, honey, love me till I just don't care I'm no angel I'll take your blues, stomp down your troubles Love you with a heart and soul you need protection, take my affection, you're my new ace in the hole. Press me close to you and close your eyes, you ain't never been so near to paradise. I know how you feel and I can't sympathize, I'm no angel.
Stomp down your troubles, love you with my heart and soul. You need protection, take my affection, you're my new ace in the hole. So press me close to you and close your great big eyes. You ain't never been so near to paradise. I know how you feel, and I can sympathize. I'm no angel. He's old, old. 
the bluebells bloom for the buzz and And an Airedale wings at a peak and Repeating, 
for you constantly. You're all I'm needing, and so I'm pleading. Please come back to me. You made a plaything out of romance. What do you know of love? That's why you call it madness, but I still call it love. I've played it by Russ Colombo, Chick Bullock, Smith Ballou, and others, but there you have Al Boley with You Call It Madness, written by Russ Colombo, Con Conrad, and Gladys Dubois. That's from a January 1932 session with the New Cumberland Dance Orchestra, issued on the Filmophone label, catalog number 379. Filmophone was a British record label launched in 1930, but which lasted only until 1932. The records were made from transparent, flexible celluloid, but they didn't play well. The Filmophone name was printed in a trapezoid shape on the label and incorporated the round spindle hole in the record into the letter O in Filmophone. Before Al Boley, we heard Marion Harris recording in London for Columbia on June 2, 1932, and Spring is Here. Spring is Here was written by Archie Gottler and Gladys Dubois. Gladys and Ben Ellison wrote the lyrics to That Dallas Man with the music by Harvey Brooks. We heard it performed by Isham Jones and his orchestra with the vocal by Joe Martin from Victor 24421, recorded October 3, 1933. And we began our tribute to Gladys Dubois with Ramona and I'm No Angel. Ramona, whose real name was Estreed Ramona Myers, was accompanied by Roy Bargy on piano, Bunny Berrigan, Benny Bonaccio, and Dick McDonough. Victor 24440 was recorded October 20th, 1933. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Most composers and artists we spotlight get a single segment, but Robert Efros has a couple of entire shows dedicated to his life and music. That's because around here he's affectionately known as Grandpa Bob and his granddaughter, Barbara Efros, is a great friend of the show. Back in 2017, she co-hosted a show dedicated entirely to her grandpa. But if you happen to miss it, fortunately it's archived on the website, rapidlyrotatingrecords.com. The date of the show was December 10th, 2017. I'll give just some brief biographical information here. 
so that we can concentrate on some records on which Bob is heard, but which are less well-known than, say, Mama Inez with his maniacal laugh. I mentioned he was born in London, but the family emigrated to the U.S., arriving at Ellis Island on December 14, 1903. From there, they took the train to Memphis, Tennessee, of all places. Bob left home at age 11 for a job as a purser on a Mississippi riverboat where he learned to play the cornet. He served in the U.S. Army between 1917 and 1919 as a bugler. After the war, he settled in Baltimore and from 1921 to 27 played and recorded with Vincent Lopez. Following his stint with Lopez, he was in high demand as a studio musician, working with many top band leaders and accompanying many male and female singers, and he was heard in the soundtracks of lots of Fleischer cartoons. Throughout the 30s and 40s, he was frequently heard on radio, including the Hit Parade, the Camel Hour, and the Philco Hour programs. He composed over a dozen hit songs, including Sweet and Hot, Tin Ear, Corn Fed, and Memory of This Dance, co-written with Ben Selvin. He settled and raised his family in Queens, New York, and died peacefully in his sleep at age 83. Here are three featuring Grandpa Bob Efros, which I hope are new to you. Do you? Yeah! That's all I want to know. You. Why is it that you thrill me so? I'm nervous, excited, don't know what to do. There's one thing I have gone to know. Do you like me a little bit? I mean a little, little bit. Do you? Yes, do. That's all I want to know. Do you like me some more than that this month? Or maybe more than that, do you? You do? That's all I want to know. And do you like my certain style? I think I'll stick around a while. Do you mind if I hold your hand? Do you under, understand? Do you? You do? That's all I want to know. Oh, baby, oh, baby, if you only knew the things that I would like to say. I stammer, I stutter, but I don't know what to do. It's love that makes me act this All right, if I turn out that awful light, do you? You do? 
one little raindrop dies and the mean a shower And after the rain the sun is bound to shine It's been recorded by Ernie Burchill with Wayne King's orchestra, Harold Van Emberg with Bill Wurgis's special radio orchestra, Ted Wallace and the Campus Boys, and Phil Dannenberg, but I don't think there's any more charming rendition of One Little Raindrop than that one by Frank Crummett from Victor 22630, recorded February 11, 1931. And he's not very prominent, but according to the Victor Ledgers, Grandpa Bob Efros is on trumpet. I don't know who played it, but I love the little xylophone rain shower at the end. One Little Raindrop was written by Harry Richman, Jack Meskill, and Gene Schwartz, and Leonard Joy directed the session. You gotta love any record that starts off with a train whistle, especially when it's followed immediately by Grandpa Bob Efros on trumpet, and before One Little Raindrop, it was the Jimson Brothers with Jimmy Rogers waiting for a train. The discography of American Historical Recordings says his presence is not confirmed, but we're going with it. You also heard Roy Smeck on banjo and guitar and Marie Kellner bowing the violin. That's from Take B of a Session in New York on April 25, 1929, issued on Edison 52578. There were, of course, no Jimson Brothers. That was a pseudonym on Edison for Carson Robison, who played guitar, and Frank Luther, who sang the vocal on that record. We started off our birthday tribute to Grandpa Bob Efros with another pseudonym, this time for Jack Kaufman on the Velvet Tone label, as Happy Martin, with Do You? That's All I Want to Know. I wish that record were in better condition, but you should have heard it before I cleaned it up as best I could in short order. That recording was made by Columbia on October 5, 1928, and was also issued on the Harmony and Diva labels. In addition to Grandpa Bob on cornet, you heard Larry Abbott on alto sax and Rube Bloom on piano. The tune was written by Henry Tobias, with the words by brother Harry Tobias and Benny Russell. Last week, December 3rd, marked the birth in 1875 in Armourdale, now Kansas City, Kansas, of Charles Leslie Johnson. Charles L. Johnson is not to be confused with Charles Wright Johnson of Charlie Johnson's Paradise 10, or Charlie Johnson of the Johnson Brothers. This Charles Johnson expressed interest in the piano at an early age, and when he was about nine, 
his parents bought a piano and he took formal classical music lessons. He also learned to play banjo, guitar, drums, violin, and mandolin, and was soon playing in the George Washington Juvenile Military Band, and by age 19 was working as a music teacher. A few years later, he went to work for the J.W. Jenkins & Sons Company as a pianist and song plugger, and in 1899, Jenkins published the first of Johnson's more than 30 rags, Scandalous Thompson. With the success of his 1906 hit, Dill Pickles, Johnson was able to start his own music publishing company, and over his career, in addition to rags, he wrote dozens more songs, waltzes, and intermezzos, some under pseudonyms including Raymond Birch, Fanny B. Woods, and Ethel Ernest. Charles Johnson lived his entire life in Kansas City. He was born in what is now Kansas City, Kansas, but died in Kansas City, Missouri on December 28, 1950, at age 75. Despite his many compositions, including Fawn Eyes and Why Can't I Make a Hit, there are relatively few recordings of them, but I managed to come up with these. Thank you. 
close your eyes Sandman's coming by so sly Dream sweet dreams till the morning dawn Sleep till the Sandman has gone Bring back those tender strains of mother's dreamy lullaby Moon swinging low, stars all aglow Leave with me the memories of that golden long ago When mother sang sweet and Lawrence Welk and his orchestra with Champagne Lady Jane Walton providing the vocal on Sweet and Low. Not the Sweet and Low written by Joseph Barnby at the turn of the century. No, that one's too old. And not the Sweet and Low written by Dubin and Warren in the mid-30s. That one's too new. But the Sweet and Low written by Charles L. Johnson in the late teens with the lyrics by James Stanley Royce. Johnson didn't write just regs, and the recording of that waltz was made by O.K. on May 8, 1940. It was preceded by Crazy Bone Reg from Victor 35380, a 12-inch 78, recorded March 22, 1914. That was the United States Marine Band, directed by Lieutenant William H. Santelman. Before that, Vernon Dahlhart with another non-rag composition, When Clouds Have Vanished and Skies Are Blue, co-written with William R. Clay. We started off our tribute to Charles L. Johnson with the Van Epps Banta Dance Orchestra, who were teasing the cat. Musically, that is. Now, when I say Van Epps Banta Dance Orchestra, it was a really small orchestra, just three pieces. Fred Van Epps on banjo, Frank E. Banta on piano, and probably Nathan Glantz on alto sax. 
That was Path A-20087, recorded in December of 1916. The same three fellows, identified as the Van Epps Trio, also recorded Teasing the Cat for Victor on December 20, 1916, and it was issued under catalog number 18226. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, December 4th, marked the birth in 1896 in Miami, Miami, Missouri, that is, of Lewis Wheeler Reynolds to John Dunlop Reynolds and Jenny Morton Reynolds. In 1910, the family was living in Salt Lake City, and it was around this time he took up the drums and the saxophone. A couple of years later, Lou was in Los Angeles playing in silent movie theaters and traveling up and down the West Coast, including Portland, Oregon's Multnomah Hotel Grill Orchestra. He enlisted in the U.S. Navy on June 10, 1918, and was discharged on September 30, 1921, and it was during his time in the Navy that he met Paul Whiteman, who was conducting the 12-piece Mare Island Naval Training Camp Symphony Orchestra. Lou played sax in Whiteman's band at the Fairmont Hotel in San Francisco before going out on his own. Lou Reynolds' orchestra played at venues all over the West Coast, including the Hotel Green in Pasadena, the Palais de Dance in Los Angeles, and the Neptune Club and Suites Ballroom in Oakland. In 1921, the Melody Shop in Seattle, Washington, published a song titled With All My Heart, written by Lou Reynolds and Harold Weeks, and the following year Reynolds wrote and published a foxtrot titled Troubles. There's also a 1963 copyright by Lou Reynolds for new words and music and a new arrangement for a song titled If You Don't Think I'm Leavin', Just Count the Days I'm Gone. On August 9, 1939, Lou married Elizabeth May Benson in Alameda, California. His 1942 draft registration card shows him as employed by the Reynolds Piano Company, located on 12th Street in Richmond, California. Lou Reynolds died April 6, 1983 in Stanislaus, California, and is buried in Lakewood Memorial Park. In 1931 and 32, Lou Reynolds' Flexo Recording Orchestra made over a dozen sides on the Flexo label, and here are three I haven't played before. Thank you. 
There you have three records on the Flexo label from 1931 and 32 by Lou Reynolds' Flexo Recording Orchestra. We started off with Ho Hum, written by Ed Heyman and Dana Suisse. That was followed by What a Fool I've Been, written by Al Eldridge, who also brought us a little bit bad. And we finished up our tribute to Lou Reynolds with Jazz Me Blues, written by Tom Delaney and recorded by lots of bands, including Bix and his gang. Flexo Records were the product of the Pacific Coast Record Corporation in San Francisco. They were designed by Jesse J. Warner, a recording engineer and inventor. As part of his marketing campaign, he manufactured them in a wide variety of sizes, colors, and speeds, somewhat different speeds on the different sides, and some playing from the inside out. As the name suggests, they were flexible and unbreakable. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll tune in or click in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>